This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? It is a good afternoon, Andy, especially hearing the news that uh, they finally have come to an agreement on this second round for the SBA loans. That's right. That's great news for any small business owner out there who either hasn't heard anything or who knows that they uh, got cut short in the first round of the pay, uh, payroll protection plan. So uh, good news. I think it's $450 billion is what it sounds like. I don't think it's been signed yet, but at least a tentative agreement reached. This is good. Look, at the end of the day, the greatest fear that we've been hearing over the last few days was I applied. I thought I applied on time. And what do you mean you're out of money? Right. I've been one of those people complaining about that because, you know, I've I, put my faith in the idea that I was going to be able to get some money out of this, like all other small businesses. I have a particularly small, small business. Um, a lot of things that are hitting the news that larger businesses, and I kind of predicted this a few episodes ago, the companies who bank the most with these banks, I bet, are put in the front of the line. They got the first dibs on this money, and now it's coming back to bite them from a public relations standpoint because they're well capitalized, they're public, whatever the case might be. Hey, how about the kudos to Shake Shack? <laughs> they gave it back, right? didn't they? gave they? the money back. They did, that's I th- right. I think they got $10 million in payroll protection and issued the money back because they didn't realize the effect that that was going to have on smaller businesses. Well, you hope that they didn't they didn't cut off their nose to spite their face. Like all businesses, you know, we're all struggling. Um, it's hard to say no to something that's going to help you through these tough times. Uh, I, I think they just saw that there was enough bad public relations with it that they needed to uh, give that back. Look, obviously, at the end of the day, the greatest concern for all small businesses, and especially the automotive dealers, is just getting through this time. And the problem is it's still unknown. How much How much longer time? The PPP covers you, what, eight weeks? Uh, at, at, if that. What happens I mean, week it's nine? It's what just happens some... week nine right. is the question today, right? So let's get everybody paid. Let's hope there's enough money to fund all the small businesses to get them through the next eight weeks. Yep. And then we can worry about it then. Right. More on this in a moment after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Acquisitions. DCG Acquisitions is the automotive industry's most successful dual-agent acquisition and growth specialists. For more information and to view their collection of premier dealership listings, visit DCG Acquisitions at DaveCantonGroup.com. You know, Dave, as we're starting another week of this, and I know that we've been doing this for a long time because I've now been able to grow a full beard twice. I've been able to grow it, shave it, and grow it back again. We've been here for a long time. What do you see in the auto industry? Is there anything new? Is Are we stagnant right now? Because I kind of have that feeling like we're just kind of in it. We're just all passing time. Look, outside of doing the last 30 episodes and living the, the Dealer News Today podcast host life, I'm also operating <laughs> and managing, okay, uh, uh mergers and acquisitions company in the automotive sector. Here's what we're noticing over over the last 14 days, okay? More people, more automotive dealers around the country are now getting used to the new normal, meaning they're understanding how to operate. And that's only going to change and progress as times move on, meaning dealers are getting more comfortable understanding how to sell cars, putting safety first, online sales, delivering cars to consumers' homes, delivering cars outside of the dealership, getting paperwork signed, all e-signature, DocuSign, PandaDoc, utilizing all e-signature type of functionalities and service and sales, and understanding what this means for their future. 
Maybe we don't need 25 salesmen sitting in a brick and mortar showroom. Maybe we need 10 and 10 sitting in a separate room in a building development center, really selling vehicles Right, Long term, there's going to be a lot of changes, or at least there's a, a potential for a lot of changes. Uh, no better guess today than to talk about all of the potential changes that we might see in the auto industry. Why don't you tell us who you got lined up today? Today, we have the 2020 NADA chairman, Rhett Rickart one of uh, an incredible automotive dealer out of Columbus, Ohio. And Rhett's going to share with us today exactly what he's healing from, from our dealers. You know, we see state by state in so many of our podcasts. Now we're going to get that national perspective. Can't wait. We'll get him on the line right now. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have the chairman of NADA, Rhett Rickard. Rhett, how are you this afternoon? I'm just fine. a beautiful day here in Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, I'm ready for a, for some business to come back as soon as possible. Well, we were just talking about that. We're very excited about it. We heard today that it sounds like the, uh, the that Congress has reached an agreement on the, the Paycheck Protection uh, Program. So it sounds like those who might have missed out may still be getting uh, money. And hopefully some states are looking positive towards reopening. Hopefully they're doing that safely. What are you seeing from your end on a national scale? Exactly that. We've seen some hot spots across the country in which it's very difficult to do business. The governors are doing, there's new power to the state government we've never seen before, where the governors are actually taking upon themselves to take emergency measures, close businesses down, things of that order. But the dealers are very resilient. We're figuring out how to do it in some of these states. I see Pennsylvania opened up with more e, uh, e transactions. That's what the NADA has been doing here. Very, We've been <laughs> burning a lot of midnight oil. Let me tell you, staying up with all these things, because even to this day, uh, when you look at the uh, PPP and the SBA provisions, et cetera, et cetera, there's a lot more questions and answers that theaters need. So we're we're up there advocating and making sure we uh, we're in touch with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week to make sure uh, we understand it. We can make sure the dealer, the dealer body can understand it and uh, we get uh Make sure the dealers get a, a good understanding of how to proceed with their uh, loans. Right. Look, we know that, uh, you know, you especially and the entire NADA executive team is on the front line battling this crisis for all your dealers nationally. Tell us, what are some of the greatest concerns you're hearing from the dealer body? You know, when I uh, took uh, my chairmanship back in February, I spoke of uh, corruption, obstruction and disruption in the car business. I had no idea this disruption would be coming with the COVID-19. But what I found is that the dealers are very resilient. Uh, they, each, each one of their markets, they become really advocates in our community. We have uh, many, many videos being sent to us. We reached out to the dealers. What are you doing in your community, like helping out with your Meals on Wheels or first responder repairs and or home delivery for some of these nurses and doctors and and, and, and there's transportation for different churches and organizations and things. Just amazing what dealers do across the country. We could write a book and it'd be 5,000 pages long for what dealers are doing in their communities right now. That's how rooted and connected dealers are. Isn't that so that's amazing? What I, that's Isn't what I hear from dealers. You know, they're taking it. They understand. They've been through eight and nine, you know, 2008 and nine. They've been through oil embargoes or recessions. They've been at and they're the first ones to jump up and make things happen in their community and take care of their community. And that's, I got to tell you something, that's the most proud I am of anything of being part of the NADA was the speed and the talent and the NADA staff and the speed and the community mindedness of the dealer body. It's just unbelievable. 
And it's incredible. We've heard countless stories on our end from dealers that are doing fantastic things uh, for the local communities, for people around them, for their employees, and for the customers. So with all of this going on and that being such a, a silver lining, what are you hearing from those who are really struggling, whether it's the the dealers that aren't very well capitalized, whether it's the states who are struggling with governors who continue to limit or put heavy restrictions on dealerships, what's kind of the biggest hurdles that you're getting on your end? Well, you know, it depends on how much time you give me. So <laughs> I will give you the quicker cliff notes because uh, the the depression the of the used car values is, is a big problem. And it's a problem because you have to be able to make trades with customers. Customers have vehicles. And uh, and it's across the United States, there's no one single, single number you can pin on it. Some are 5%, some are 25%. These are the type of things dealers face used cars. Obviously, you know, you have customers here that are going want to do more e-contracting. Uh, E-business is back, uh, online business is back, and I think it's here to stay, by the way. You're going to see this keep growing exponentially. And customers are becoming more and more comfortable with that. Uh, the service department's the same thing. People have been home uh, now for the last month or so in a lot of the lockdown states like Ohio and a few of the others. We saw a little surge at first for service because they had time to have the maintenance. We've seen that kind of drop off a little bit too. Uh, the commercial business is a little stronger because there's still, you know, these delivery vehicles. I'll tell you, if you haven't seen a delivery vehicle in your neighborhood, you must live somewhere. I don't know. You must be where Eagles <laughs> land or something because I mean they're just running 24 hours a day. Those are brought, you have liquidity issues with dealers, of course. You know that's a huge thing right now. Liquidity is the name of the game. Uh, but I, I think that uh, everybody is kind of like your whole community's kind of pulled in with it. You know, I, I have. I belong to a 20 group and uh, a lot of the vendors that we deal business with uh, in the 20 group uh, have all had made concessions on rates and billing, and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the banks have too, uh, as far as uh, uh, their, their uh, floor plan interest payments and things like that. So, I mean, it's like everybody's in the same soup on this one. This wins from 360 degrees. You can't duck it. It's right. a Look. degree win, man, and you can't duck it. So you might as well hold hands is we're in this together. Completely agree. And, and the automotive industry is the, still the greatest industry to operate in. And, and it's dealers, you know, it's, it's 8,000 plus automotive dealers are just, you know, resilient. You know, they find a way to get through the tough times and they celebrate the good times. You know, we've had some of the, some of the largest automotive dealers on this podcast over the last 30 days just sharing with us exactly what's happening within their auto group, you know, that the message that they're creating for their executive team and each and every employee within the auto group. And we keep hearing one thing over and over again, and that's leadership and communication, communicating with your staff, letting them know that this too shall pass. We will find a way through this. And you said something earlier that I completely agree with. We're seeing more dealers show their philanthropic side and really giving back to the community that's giving so much to them over the decades. And it's so important to provide back. We had a deal around here the other day, Rhett, that was giving 3,500 meals a week, okay, out of their dealership drive-through to its local customers and, 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 and everyone within the community. It's incredible to watch this. I mean, the automotive community is so strong and so resilient we will get through this and we will cross this bridge and become stronger on the other side. I need to ask you, Rhett, because everyone looks up to you as the chairman of NADA. Give us some words of encouragement for the automotive dealers, maybe for the dealers that aren't in that great position to be able to give back as much as they want to. What is some encouragement that you can provide? 
Well, first of all, the NADA uh, is a very, very powerful organization. And I never understood how powerful it was until six years ago when I became the director of the state of Ohio. I had no idea the, the talent and the, the, the intelligence and the uh, strategic uh, 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 approach that they take to everything. And I can just assure the dealer body across the United States right now, you don't have to look up for support. We're up there. We're like a satellite all the time monitoring everything that's going on, everything that any kind of initiative, any type, type of advocacy that is not in our best, best interest, we're there to make sure that the dealers are always having, are always at the forefront of our mind all the time. And it goes from regulatory affairs to our educational series, to our legislative affairs, whatever it may be, we're there. And we are, I got to tell I'm going to do a, sh do a shout out to our ATAEs, the automotive trade executives, these state organizations that have leaders in them, they're in their state organizations, especially now with governors flexing their muscle like they are right now. They're working tired. I mean, you talk about burning the midnight oil. They have no oil left. They're running on just human emotion and passion. So when you have that type of, type of support from above, hey, bear down, get in your store. You've done it before. You know how to do it. You know your market better than anybody else. Manage your business. Things are going to get better. We will thrive again. We will thrive again. And in the meantime, just make sure you're doing the basics. Reach out to your 20 group, some of your 20 group members. Ask them what they're doing. Learn best practices. Tune in at 1 o'clock every day. The NADA has our Lifeline series. And we can explain to you a lot of these different uh, uh, concepts you can do in your company. A lot of We have 20 group ideas. We have a lot of other, over 500 different classes we have on NADA. They're available to NADA members. You can take so you can keep yourself tuned up and keep you sharp all the time. So if the educational tools are there and the NADA is up there at 80,000 feet hovering, Get back to your business, get down, get to work, do the things you know how to do best. There, there's not only hope, there's nothing except aspiration for you in the future. Just hang in there for right now. We're going to make sure everything's going to be right. And I said this the other day, the NADA, you know, we we got it. Don't, don't worry about it. We got it. You know, tr tremendous uh, words of encouragement there. Let me ask you a little bit of a tougher question. Nobody could have force, uh, foreseen this coming two months ago, six months ago. The idea that businesses would be shut down for months at end uh, with the government prohibiting uh, sales in many cases or consumers totally afraid of engaging in any sort of commerce whatsoever. Had you known this, had any DA known this two months ago, six months ago, can, what, what, even, what could we have done differently and how can we learn from that blind side? Well, the first thing you got to understand is the NADA doesn't show up. We're not like a fire extinguisher. <laughs> You know, we're a fire department. We work 24 hours, seven days a week. Sure. So when this thing came up, this is business as usual for us. I mean, our staff is in place. Our relationships on Capitol Hill are in place. Our relationships with our ATAEs and our state governments are in place. We have relationships across the industry with the Alliance and everyone else. So the first thing you got to make be clear on is the fact that the NADA is here 24 hours a day and been around 100 years, by the way. You know, so there's a lot of pedigree and a lot of experience to go in with it. So when something like this pops up, you're thinking, oh, golly, how did you adjust your model to this? Or how did you do you put any emergency measures together to be able to deal with it? This this is like Tiger Woods hitting a driver. What we, we've been doing this forever. We'll hit it right down the tube. And I got to tell you, our NDA staff 
is just killing it right they're doing such a spectacular job there's nothing more that i can say than that i you have to almost see it in action you always have to see the excellence that they put in every day in the business unbelievable you, you know Rhett, the automotive community and the entire industry is thankful to have you at the helm here as the chairman and the entire nada organization on their back and and, and operating the way that you guys are currently on the front line I'm going to go off topic a little bit, okay, sure. Rhett, because we know, look, I, I understand you're burning the midnight oil and you're working hard in all angles because not only are you the chairman of NADA, but you're also operating your own automotive platform and automotive group, right? And, you know, you're, you're juggling both at the same time. What about free time? You've been home as well for the last four or five <laughs> weeks. What are you doing at home right now? Well, I'm lucky enough that my dad was uh, with his two brothers were music graduates from Muskingum College, so all of us kids learned how to play music early. So I have a, I have a pretty extensive guitar and music collection. So I, I play a lot of music. I like reading periodicals quite a bit. I like to work out, as you know, I'm a martial artist. So I have a lot of other various interests. And you know, this morning the problem was for my workout this morning, I had to wake up at 5:30 Eastern Standard Time for more. I don't like those real early ones. I don't mind the 7:30s, the 8s. But a 5.30 down there sweating hit the bag isn't exactly the way I plan a day, but you got to stay with it. Yeah, so like you got to stay sharp, now. right? You got you to stay with it. You don't care what, what, whether, what the, the weather's clear outside or if it's foggy or rain right now. Hey, it's overcast. We got some rain and the storms are brewing, man. You know, you stay with your routine. Stay with, with what you know best. Uh, you, your people are key, you know. We're moving into a, an era of clicks and mortar right now. And dealers need to really get in tune with, uh, some providers of, of some software and some uh, internet and digital expertise to help you with your business now. Don't wait. If you've been playing around about and thinking about it, now's the time. Don't hesitate. As I say, don't dawdle. Make sure you get her done right now. You know, Rhett, can you leave us kind of with a final thought about your projections of the future, it, whether it's three months, six months, 12 months? What do you have in your crystal ball about what's out there for dealers? Well, you know, to be a clairvoyant anymore, I guess I can read any newspaper. It seems though every reporter out there has got an, a, 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 some sort of expertise on the future. And I haven't, Nostradamus did, but, you know, maybe I'm not Nostradamus for sure. I can tell you that uh, the manufacturers going to open up their plants. Uh, the state governments are on and the government's doing everything they can to provide stimulus to be able to make it happen. I can tell you the dealers are ready. You know, we're positioned. You know, we're in our facilities. We have our people. If we have laid them off, we're in a position, especially uh, with uh, furloughs and things. I'm sure we have those things set up. But uh, this could be three weeks, three months, two years. We don't know. We just know this. It's going to get better because, Lord Almighty, you can't get any deeper than this. You almost got to. You almost got to dig up to bury yourself how tough it is now. And I'm not sugarcoating it. I tell dealers that all the time. You got to lock down, handle the chaos, stay positive, as you saying. You got to stay positive with it. But over time, you're going to see you're going to see a strong but slow, steady growth. You're going to see a slow but steady, strong growth. You'll, you'll see that. And you know what, Brett? We, we've already witnessed after 9/11, after the 08-09 recession, the resilience and the positivity that the automotive community, industry, and its dealers bring to the table. And I am confident when I make this statement. We will get through this and get stronger and become stronger on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, Rhett Rickard, NADA chairman, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Rhett, stay healthy and stay safe. 
Again, thank you for communicating with the dealer body out there. They need communication, and uh, there's no such thing as hope. We just got the future, and we're in this together. Yeah. Absolutely, Rhett. You have a great day today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You know, hearing from Rhett, it makes me think about what you always say, this too shall pass. You know, he's not sugarcoating anything. He's not projecting numbers that are unrealistic or an outcome that's quicker than is realistic under the circumstances. He's giving his honest feedback that this will take time and it could take quite a bit of time, but it will pass and it's an industry that will weather the storm. We don't know if we'll have to uh, reconstruct the way that we operated before, if if we'll have to be in a, a new state of, of sales, a new state of commerce. All of that is yet to be seen, but we will get through this. You know, Andy, at the end of the day, Rhett was straightforward. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't beat around the bush. He tells it how it is. And I love and I respect him for that. You know, this is difficult. We, this is probably the worst thing that anyone has ever been challenged to face in the United States of America and globally. Indeed. But, but the automotive industry, okay, as I just said before, and Rhett said as well, is going to get through this and we're going to get through and, cr- and cross this bridge. And we're going to always look back. And I say this all the time and say, remember when. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in today. Stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.